0: Hello and welcome back to Over the Top Football. I'm joined as ever with John. John, how are you mate?
1: Very well as always Rob. What about yourself? How's things?
0: Yeah, all good thank you. Um as you know I love talking about cricket on a football podcast. So we had our first cricket game of the season last night. We got Truly well beaten by eight wickets, which in LMS, there's only eight eight uh, players per team. So we lost by the biggest margin possible, which was a nice welcome back into the cricket world.
1: Nice. Yeah, I asked you how many wickets you got and your response was, as a team, we got zero wickets, <laughs> which was always a good indicator of how the game went.
0: Yeah, to be fair, there was one of mine which missed like it couldn't have been closer it really should have bowled him but it was also second to last ball that he was trying to hit me for six and he then did hit me for six <laughs> on the final one so you know we'll we'll give it to them we'll be back we'll be back stronger um let's discuss our topic shall we so today we are and I've I think this one was quite hard to pick I know we've been umming and erring about some of the suggestions because yeah it it's quite difficult there was no nothing when i like googled about this i've never seen anyone do this before but it was inspired by some of my selections in our 11 last week which was uh, our favorite ever one season premier league 11 where i had gareth bale at left back and ronaldo at left central midfield and you kindly asked how many games had ronaldo played at left central midfield and the Answer was zero, however, he made our team of the, our favorite one season 11 ever.
1: So, but, but, in, he, but he made it, he made it as a left winger, so we didn't lose our mind completely. Uh, but it's a good that's introduction we as, to, kept, as to why we picked this topic.
0: We kept our integrity in that 11, however, integrity has fully gone out of the window with this one. Um, so yeah, it's a 11 off players we wish played in different positions, and a few caveats here. So for some, it seems really obvious. Obviously, uh, Trent going into midfield, he played there as a youth. He's now killing it. Uh, John Stones seemed like that was always a natural evolution for him to play CDM at some point. H- Harry Redknapp actually said back in the day that it was their data that suggested that they should push Gareth Bale forward. They seem to have a really strong speed numbers, really strong dribbling numbers. So actually their data suggested to play him kind of left mid, attacking mid. And now the other caveat that we have is that they can't really have done it. I thought I had a little bit of a brainwave yesterday when I was like, oh, I'll pick Danny Alves' centre mid. But of course he actually did it for a while at PSG. So you'll see no LAM, you'll see no Maldini left back or centre back because they've played plenty and plenty of games there. So this has to be someone who never, or never really, perhaps in a game, they dropped back into that position or they were subbed the second half into that position uh, because, yeah, they needed to. Maybe the keeper got sent off or something. But they can't really have ever done it, certainly to any consistent level. And the other caveat I have is that it's probably a bias towards players we saw. As much as I'd have liked to have seen Eusebio in nets, I've rarely seen any Eusebio footage, and I've definitely never seen him in nets. So I think those are fair caveats, John.
1: Very fair caveats. I think the other parts are we agreed upon a 4-4-2 formation, and this is going to be the same format as last week, where we will have to agree upon a player for each position. And uh, and the way that you've mentioned Stones and Trent into centre midfield has shown that you've taken this much more seriously than I have. Um, I have some very rogue shouts for very strange positions, but makes it interesting. And let's see if I can get any of my players in the team.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm not actually dissimilar. We like a bit of chaos here, at over the top football. Viewers might not even know my first choice for goalkeeper, but yeah, let's go. Hit me with your goalkeeper, please.
1: Goalkeeper. There was multiple options for this one. I decided to go down the uh, the Northern Irish route. I could have had Carlos Puyol, because um, that is where he started. His footballing career was in nets until he suffered a number of shoulder issues and decided to go up front instead. So we all know how that ended up as a legendary centre-half in the end. But I, I went for Josh McGuinness, and this is the most unknown name on this list. Um, He is a, a striker for Wigan Athletic. He was the striker for Northern Ireland whose header sent them to the Euro 2016 He's went on to have a, a very decent career as a centre forward, playing for the likes of 81 games for Charlton, scoring 20 goals, 42 games for Bolton, scoring 4 goals, 88 games for Hull City, scoring 24 goals, and now he's he's played over 40 games for Wigan. But the reason why I've picked him as the goalkeeper in this team is he was originally signed for Cardiff City's youth team as a goalkeeper, never went on to make a senior appearance as a goalkeeper but he was on the bench against Liverpool in 2007 as the substitute goalkeeper Um, whenever Kasper Schmeichel was deemed ineligible for that tournament. So I went down the route for Josh McGinnis because I don't think he would embarrass himself. Um, I don't think if you, you stuck you know, Harry Kane or, or Kyle Walker in nets, as we've seen before, Harry Kane was a shambles. So I think if we're throwing somebody in nets, it's a very, very specialised position. And I'd rather throw somebody in with a little bit of experience uh, and that's why I went for Josh McGuinness.
0: OK, well, that sounds pretty reasonable, pretty fair. Uh, I actually didn't know that about Peel. Very, very interesting. I've gone kind of a completely different line, and that is for Karsten Yanker. If you remember who this guy is, he is the big, bold German forward who was up top for Germany uh, when England beat them 5-1. Six foot four, my notes say he's big, Hard as nails, and he's definitely coming for crosses. Wikipedia say about his style of play that uh, he was known as an unusual centre forward, being weak in the air despite his huge frame, but showing surprising control of the ball. And I would like my keeper to have good control of the ball, good link-up play, a nice touch. So he'd be adept in the passing Element of the game, but he's also massive. And if you've seen a picture of what Karsten Janker looks like, he looks like he could be in American History X or something like that. He's just a big, bold bully, and that's who I want as my goalkeeper.
1: Nice, yeah, massive player, very, very close, probably to about two meters tall. Um, obviously had a massive f- club career, obviously with Bayern Munich as well. Played in that uh, ninety nine. Champions League final against United. So good shout, very big, physical. But like I said, I'd rather have somebody in there that has some form of experience. So I, I would nod towards McGuinness. And it's always good to get a lower league player in this type of team rather than just going for all the big names.
0: Yes, but look, you've you've clearly gone down a line of have some experience here. Are we forgetting the point that Carsten Yanker is bold?
1: Yeah, no, that is that is true. That is true. Um, in fairness, so is McGinnis. Josh McGinnis is also Died very him up, bald, baby. <laughs> very bald, which is maybe what tips him in this specific conversation. Um, so because he is bald, are we in agreement that Josh McGinnis goes in this team? Yeah,
0: get him in right now, and I like the surname too. So he's in in my books.
1: Nice. Excellent. I've won one. I expect to win no other ones. So uh, do you want to start off with your right back?
0: Yeah. So very simply this it's, it's David Beckham. My notes just say, obviously he's a assists and worldy delivery. He's got fantastic crossing ability. He never really was one of those players with pace to beat a man. So yeah, I think that's, that's important sometimes when you're right back Um Sorry, I've got it here. 214 assists in his career, according to transfer marks, 127 goals. So nearly 350 career goal involvement, involvements, um, the most goals and assists of any non-forward in the Premier League year. So now the way the game's played, and I appreciate we're playing a more rigid 4-4-2, but it's definitely more expected of you that your full backs give you that option, give you that overlap. But actually, in David Beckham's case, where I think it would be super interesting to have him play more is in that half space. So, so often you see dangerous De Bruyne or dangerous Trent crosses happen from, they're kind of from the, like, quite far back. They're not from the byline. They're from around the edge of the box in width ways. And then they're probably 20, 30 yards back from that and then you get a really nice angle on the ball obviously they can curl it round a bit as well to make it easier for the striker to run on to get ahead of steam and plant it past the keeper but I think getting Beckham in that area would be brilliant and then it allows you to have kind of a more tricky um, right back play up ahead of him so I think it's definitely something that he could have done I think had you not had you been able to play Beckham there uh, in the United teams and not Gary Neville's, it would have it would have changed football even more at the time because as good as those United teams were and Sir Alex Ferguson was as a manager, actually you look at how many leagues they would have won points wise against this current Manchester City team against this current Liverpool team, and it's not very many, if any. So. Having Beckham play as a right-back in the modern era, I think would be a really, really useful thing because, yeah, you need more goals, you need more wins.
1: Nice, good explanation. And um, yeah, my introduction to my right-back was going to be moving from McGuinness, a player who sent his team to a major international tournament, to another player who scored an infamous free kick to send his country to a major international tournament. So I've actually went with David Beckham as a right-back as well. Um, For all the reasons that you've stated, I think one thing that goes under the radar with Beckham is his work rate and his fitness levels. Um, Infamously, was he was able to complete the bleep test on multiple occasions. If we talk about that Greece game, for example, you know the big game that he's known for, he covered over 16 kilometers alone in that game. So I think having that type of work horse as a right back where he has the ability to get up, overlap very, very regularly, provide that option even for... You know a, a modern day right winger to either be able to play him or to come inside and and have a go in terms of a shot. Um, you've mentioned the assists. I think in the Premier League he averaged 0.3 assists per game. So if we consider what he would do in, like I said, the the Liverpool team or the Man City team today, where you allow your your fullbacks to either overlap or play within the inverted role, I think he'd be just extremely effective. Um, I think he was. People mentioned that he would play centre midfield in today's game. I think he was a little bit too slight, a bit too light in the tackle. Um, And I think right back would be his ideal position in modern day football under a manager like Pep or Klopp. So we're in agreement with David Beckham as right back. And that is probably going to be one of the only agreements that we're in today.
0: Yeah, I mean, considering you're allowed any player ever, I think... That is that is quite surprising that we both picked that one um, up next. But hit me with one of your centre-backs, please.
1: One of my centre-backs, I had a long list of fellas reach out to try and get in this team at centre-half. You know, Peter Crouch tried. It was unsuccessful. Um, Akinfenwa reached out. He hasn't made my team either. I have went for my first centre-half for DDA Drogba. Mm-hmm. Was okay. an absolute... Beast as a centre forward, was he able to hold the centre half off all the time? Um, so having the ability, he always played with his back to goal anyway. So why not just move him back the pitch about 60 yards, allow him to play the same way? Um, but Oh,
0: play centre back with his back to goal. That's good, actually.
1: No, no, no. With his, you know, he doesn't even <laughs> need to turn. Just send him back to centre half and he can play forwards, which is even easier. So he, he oh, would wow, probably okay. excel even more. Um, yeah, that would be good. He was good in the air. He was good physically. He was good on the turn. He has many of the attributes required to be a top class centre half, and if uh, if Harry Maguire can play in the Premier League as a centre half, I think D D A Djokovic absolutely could.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I I certainly don't hate it. Um, considering how much my next suggestion is quite rogue, but I've gone for Man City's Edison as a centre back. <laughs> Purely, I think you've you've got to have some fun here. You can't just not have a goalkeeper play outfield. Maybe we should have set that in the terms and conditions. You had to pick one goalkeeper somewhere. But this would finally answer the age-old question. Could he do it? It's mentioned he's apparently said before when interviewed that he reckons he could play in Man City's midfield. He's got a 90% short pass success rate, uh, three assists in the Premier League as well from goalkeeper. Imagine how many he could get if he was a bit further forward. Um, but he's very big, he's physical, and I think he would actually excel in picking up the De Jong position. I don't think he's mobile enough to play in midfield, really. I think, yeah, but actually, based on what he does, he effectively plays as a bit of a centre-back, as a bit of a sweeper for Manchester City anyway. I think you put him there with, say, like a Canate, a really mobile central defender, and I think that's a really decent partnership. So, yeah, I think I would love to see it happen. And, yeah, I think
1: centre-back would be the place to make it count. OK, interesting. Well, let's hear your second centre-half before we make any decisions on the centre-halves.
0: Sure, before we make any rash decisions. So, I mentioned that you probably want a genuinely good centre-back to go in there as well. So, I've gone for Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Um, obviously, plays right back at the minute. Um, but he is possibly the best tackler in football at the minute. I actually don't say that lightly, but you look at the amount of duels that he's had and things like that. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just actually going to Google his tackle success rate because it's way, way up there. Um, mm. Yeah, he he really is a amazing player. Um, yeah, here we go. 17-18 season, 571 attempts at tackles, 449 tackles made. He is a world-class one-on-one defender. Um, Just look at any of his clips and you'll be able to see that. But yeah, he plays right back, but he's kind of found wanted in that United system, particularly with what Ten Hag wants to do. He's allergic to going higher up the field. But, and, and to be fair, he has actually worked on that. He looks much better this year, but I still think if you're United, that you want a different right back. But it's probably worth not getting rid of both because Dallow's out of contract next season and he looks very much like he might go to a Real Madrid or something. So, yeah, he would allow United to play a high line. Obviously, he's quick. He's got great ground recovery. Um, and I think he can save them a lot of money on a centre-back. If you get rid of Harry Maguire this year as Man United and you then convert Aaron wan to a centre-back who sometimes fills in at right back, I think that can really, really work. And actually, his passing isn't all that bad when you ask him to pass it short. It's when you ask him to dribble or he gets like pressed relentlessly that he's found wanting. However, at centre-back, you generally get a bit more time. Obviously, when it comes out from the keeper, it's a bit easier because you're given kind of the freedom of the box. And if United also sign another goalkeeper, which they're very much linked to do, um, I think that would take some of the load off him as well, if he can just have a nice, easy option to go back.
1: Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, A few issues with it. I've always said but wan is a right-sided centre-half and a, and a back three would work really nicely because of that balance and because of the defensive capabilities. I like big commanding centre-halves who are good on the turn and who are very good aerially. And I don't think wan provides you with that aerial presence that I'm looking for in my, in my centre-halves, right? Which I think is why... he's
0: about six foot, though. I don't think he's a small guy.
1: No, I mean, you can be six foot, but you can have a 50p hit. It doesn't really matter. Um, And I just don't think he's good enough in the air, but I could be, I could be wrong. And there could be loads of United fans calling me all sorts right now, which they probably are. But I'm just sort of making my case already for my next choice because I went for a Manchester United legend for my next centre half and he would be the captain of my team as well. I'm just putting it out there. That's why I'm looking for a commanding centre half. And I would argue that this player, alongside Steven Gerrard, is probably the only two players I can think of in Premier League history that could play every position on the field and play it at a world class or just under world class level. And that's a big statement, right? But that's why I went for Wayne Rooney as my centre half. Loves a tackle, loves, you know, a physical battle. If you watch this documentary, he absolutely loves a fight as well. And, um, I think he would be able to pick up the ball in the sweeper type of role, play the long ball, spray the passes out to the right midfielders, left midfielders, look for a few assists from those positions, uh, carry the ball out of defence, but he'd be well up for that defensive battle against a big centre-forward or a nippy centre-forward as well. So I went for Wayne Rooney as my commanding captain at the centre-half position.
0: Nice. Yeah, he was certainly a name I thought about myself. I think... One of my concerns with this though, when you just pick like kind of great legendary players and stuff is obviously you've got to think about what you lose with them um, and Rooney isn't going to be scoring nearly as many goals at centre half if he goes there. <clears throat> so yeah, I think, I think it's a great suggestion and a great selection. I'm happy to have Rooney if we can have Edison to just see what it was like if a goalkeeper plays outfield. Um, Let's, you can't Let's be taking away... Let's come back away. to centre-half. Didier Let's Drogba come... got 29 goals and like 10 assists in a Premier League season once. He was very unlucky not to make our one-season 11s. So you can't just pick great players and then be like, oh, he's good at heading, so we'll play him centre-back. Uh, like You're no, losing I, I, You're losing. I think Drogba what could do... Didier
1: Drogba gives you as a forward then. I think Drogba could do a significant job, but I'm also not ruling out Wan-Bizaka. If what you're trying to do is get a goalkeeper as an outfield player... That's why I'm saying let's come back to that position. My because I might have a goalkeeper in my team too.
0: My suggestions are very much we're trying to find positions for players where they could have been even better than they were. I feel like you're just getting great players and then just
1: if 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 you had went Ederson, if well Ederson himself says he could play center midfield for Man City, so I'm I'm questioning why you haven't picked him as a center midfielder. Not um, fast
0: enough. The scouting report has told you that, John. I mentioned it in my notes that he's just not good enough.
1: You did, but I wouldn't then want to see him against a very nippy centre forward. Um, I, I, if you had to pick I, Did I as mention
0: a... that he picked, he's then with uh, Aaron wan Basaka, who's a great ground coverer and tackle <laughs> success merchant. It's a great partnership. You can't deny Let... it. The partnership is... The team chemistry is unbelievable.
1: Let's come back to the second centre half. Because okay. Ederson could make it, but I'm not completely sold yet. So let's hear your left back. Okay, so I have Hakim
0: Ziyech. Again, I mentioned I actually have a, a lot of uh, current players with this. Maybe that was just on my mind in yeah thinking about players who could play. But he's an interesting one because obviously Chelsea have just inundated their squad with players. I think he's really unlucky because I think he's class. I think he showed that at the World Cup with Morocco but he's he is a player who i think he's now 30 and he kind of or even 31 perhaps and maybe he needs to redefine himself and re what his role is. But he gives you unbelievably delivery so so he can get forward nicely. Um, when you see my front two, you'll see why I want a right-back and a left-back who can give you unbelievable delivery. Um, but yeah, I think he pro- proved with the Morocco team that he can definitely do the defensive work and that he can be part of a solid foundation to keep clean sheets. But yeah, I think he's a really interesting player. Again, he's not necessarily one of those wingers who necessarily goes and beats a man. You might want someone a bit faster, a bit more dynamic for that. But if you put him in left back, you get him in the half spaces. You can rely on that brilliant... Well, he's fairly two-footed um, for his deliveries. Yeah, I think he is a great option to reprofile as a left back.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Not someone I'd considered, but not a bad shout. Um I had a few options for left-back myself. I thought about Fred. If you're looking at the modern-day game, um, who's very good at intercepting the play, has a way better delivery on him than, than people, I think, see on a regular basis. But um, I didn't go for Fred. I considered Adriano just for the vibes because who doesn't want Adriano in this team? But I've, I thought that his, uh, his work rate wouldn't be enough for my left-back position. So in the end, I went for a, uh, a former Tottenham player, three-time title winner and a legend of the game who finished his career at Barnet. I went for Edgar Davids as my left-back. Yeah, he's in
0: the team. He's in the team.
1: Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. I think he would be an unbelievable left-back. Very good defensively. Unbelievable stamina. Known for his tight marking, his vision, his technique, his close control, his ability to win the ball back very quickly. And I think that's everything in today's game that you need to be a top-class left-back. And, uh, yeah, I went for Edgar Davids. and And I think... He would be the ideal choice
0: yeah it's it's not often i get to have a fellow glasses wearer uh in our football 11s so he's definitely in the team i get davids
1: nice well i'm um, as we go further and you give me more of my choices i'm very tempted to give you ederson because i know that my right winger is definitely getting in this team but uh but let's hear your right midfielder first i think this is actually an exceptional shout again Is he one of the best players in
0: football history? No. Does he need to do this to have the best career possible? Yes. My right midfielder is Lautaro Martinez. And the reason I say that is both for club and country, actually, he should go and he should try and pick up the Di Maria position. Now, Di Maria obviously kind of starts out on the right, but drifts around and has been the fulcrum of some of the best teams of this generation. Obviously, he's won man of the match. Uh, performances in World Cup finals. Oh no, Messi got it in the World Cup final, but it should have been Di Maria. Um, He got it in the Champions League final that one year, I think for La Decima. But if you look at Argentina's future makeup, Julian Alvarez looks like he's absolutely born to go play striker there. So it leaves Lautaro Martinez needing a different role in the team. And actually, he profiles very much like a Timo Werner, Julian Alvarez. Like, Timo Werner looks out of place at Chelsea because they asked him to play striker to start with at least and he's not really a striker he's a striker in a front two and if and if you play a 3 you play him off the left so i think the uh, i think Lautaro Martinez needs to pick up this right midfield role because he'll get more football there and i think he can be exceptional doing it because he's got great assist numbers he's not just a forward who scores goals in fact actually he's kind of a streaky forward who scores goals in patches so yeah he can easily go five games without scoring a goal which never looks good for strikers if you want to pick up minutes um But yeah, he's really tight dribbler, really kind of silky, can definitely beat a man and then use his brilliant passing ability when he does. So Lautaro Martinez, and obviously still as an active player, still as a 25-year-old, clubs, you should do that for him. Don't bank on buying 80 million Lautaro Martinez this summer to be your central striker unless you plan on playing him with him or you
1: plan on making him the Premier League's best right winger. I like it. I'm a big Litoro Martinez fan. I think he is an outstanding footballer and um I think the change of position could work for him. I think he's quite similar in terms of his style a little bit to the likes of Carlos Teves, who was obviously highly su- successful in the left wing. Um if we're looking at someone who is if you're if talking about him being a right winger in a in a sort of a three up front, then absolutely. Um he probably could do the job on the right midfield as well, but what I'm looking for in terms of my right midfielder is someone who has that top class right foot who can whip the ball into the box from a two big centre forwards who are up there, and that's why I've went for the goalkeeping legend that is Rogério Senne from legendary goalkeeper who played for São Paulo <laughs> for many many years, one of the yep. best right foots in football. Um, as we all know, across his career he won over twenty major titles. Where did I see him? I saw him in the 2005 World Club Championship when Sao Paulo beat Liverpool. And I then did a lot of research on him um, to understand more and more about his career because anyone who doesn't know him, he had a 25-year career playing 1,237 games um, as well at club level and 17 games for the Brazilian national team. But most incredibly, in those 1,000 237 club games that he played he scored 131 goals as a goalkeeper because his right foot was so good they allowed him to take free kicks and penalties so if you think he scores in approximately 10% of the games that he plays it shows how good his right foot is we talked about Yaya Toure's free kick conversion rate for Senny to come up from the goalkeeping position his right foot must be absolutely magical which is what I'm looking for in the right midfield I'm looking for that impeccable right foot to put those top class deliveries to in, reason and in this team unfortunately it wouldn't be Bex who would be standing over the free kicks it would be Senny in this team
0: Okay, I, I love it I actually did want to try and find a place for him in my 11 but I also realised that this was a serious podcast. Have you ever seen Rodrigo senny run, John?
1: Because
0: <laughs> I'll politely Brilliant. ask you But when that's, that's you've seen I... him when you've seen That's... him take one of those free kicks, it's a good job his conversion rate was good because when he <laughs> runs back, he's... I've never seen someone run back slower.
1: That's why I mentioned Beckham's work rate, because he'd be doing all the work on that right wing. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, of course. yeah, yeah. So Senny would just be pass the ball to Senny, and he could then decide whether to play in Beckham or Beckham would be the decoy to provide Senny with the space that he would need to put a world-class delivery in. So I have thought about this, and that is why I, I paired him up with David Beckham on the right hand side.
0: Yeah, I mean we're gonna to struggle to find an eleven between us because I think so many of these in both of our teams in the best way possible. You should pick an eleven that works based on uh yeah team Kevin stuff. But um, if we are being serious, Rodrigo Kenny cannot run and therefore should not be a choice for right midfielder. I've actually picked a guy with two functioning legs rather than just one. So. Yeah, it'd be certainly nice to see Lautaro get that position.
1: I'm I'm willing, I'm willing to compromise and get Sani in this team and put Ederson in as well. Okay, what about we pick them as our speedy, speedy centre back partnership? <laughs> <laughs> no, because. You're losing all the best the best traits <laughs> of Senny there. He should be a right midfielder, well, sticking those crosses in. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. We'll make the team at the end. We'll just make the most vibes team
0: possible. Um, nice. Okay, DM, I, I put kind of a more defensive one and a more attacking one for my two centre mids. Maybe you want to say them as a partnership, actually.
1: I did exactly the same, so I'm happy to, to go that approach. Um, do you want to start things off, or would you like me to start? Yeah, do you know what? I'll go for it. So my DM
0: is Kieran Trippier. Really solid defensively. Good passer of the ball. He's consistently near the top of the distance covered stats in his playing career, in his seasons. Um, And yeah, my note basically just says Philip Lahm, Danny Alves, some of the best right backs going, have moved into centre mid to prolong their career. And I think it would actually give Newcastle some really good tactical flexibility next year. If I was them, I'd be looking to get in some full-back cover, maybe someone who can play right and left-back or something like that. And Trippier, like, again, not a young boy anymore, probably is going to struggle if you add an entire European workload onto him. So Mm. I think him picking up some games in DM could be really nice. He's a super tidy passer, as we know. As I said, great um, tackler. I think he could really, really do a job there.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, I immediately thought of, of Philip Lam and Joshua Kimmich and immediately thought, yeah, someone like Kyle Walker-Peters would be a, a good signing for Newcastle to provide that cover at both right Definitely. and left back. So Trippier's not someone I thought of, but I very much like the selection. So go for your I, second also, one. Also,
0: say it quietly, he could easily do that for England. Um... Obviously, you've got kind of legs in there now with Rice, with Bellingham, Mount. So you could maybe afford to have someone who's more kind of a cultured passer whose job is to be a a bit of a sprayer. So yeah, I think Trippier could definitely work there. My second option, Rogue on this, but again, I just think I'd love to see it happen, is Neymar. So I think in this generation, he is natural ability, the second best player, ever I don't think that's a controversial thing to say I think someone like Ronaldo has had better fitness has had a better career he's had better fitness he's obviously worked to make himself the beast that he is Neymar kind of more naturally brilliantly exciting winger bags of goals and assists a fantastic dribbler but what if we put his focus into controlling games he's also an excellent passer we know that excellent crosser he can cover decent distance if you ask him to but yeah, in this position, he'd have less running. He would naturally not be able to dribble as much. And I think part of the reason he gets injuries and they've kind of racked up in his career is because he's always been asked to be that wide guy who beats a man. What if now you just take some of the best aspects of his dribbling, his tight control, his technical ability, and put that into beating maybe a man beating the press and then being able to pass it off to someone else who does some of the kind of more one on one running? But yeah, I think. He can he can dictate tempo, he can be a press resistant midfielder and fair enough, you might argue that he's not the best tackler. Paul Scholes wasn't the best tackler. It doesn't necessarily matter if you've got a good DM, you've got a solid functional back four behind you. And yeah, I think he would be excellent to see there and it's almost a shame that I wasn't his management team a few years ago because we could have asked him to do this and he'd have been able to put up more than 15 games in his league season.
1: Yeah, I mean, some massive, massive claims there in terms of being, what, what was it, the second? Second best naturally talented player of this
0: generation. So first, I'll give it to some bloke called Lionel Messi. I don't know if you know who that
1: is. But A few games did not didn't, didn't make this team though for me.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I I don't think he was probably good enough to play in multiple positions really. So fair enough that he didn't make it. And then, yeah, I think he, I think the only other one you can argue who is more naturally talented than Neymar is Cristiano Ronaldo. And I explained that one perfectly.
1: Fair enough. Um, yeah, rogue, rogue shout to go alongside Trippier. Um, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. So let's see if either my players can get into the sentiment field. Um, I went for a defensive and attacking duo as well, sort of old fashioned, you know, whenever you need to go well sit and cover. Um so my defensive midfielder initially that I went with is Rio Ferdinand. I think if you played him in a a centre midfield role today, it would be very similar to Declan Rice type of style. Um very good and was always known as as exceptional before it became fashionable to be able to cover uh, carry the ball out of defence. Really good passer of the ball, very physical in that midfield. Um, I hate him as a pundit, but as a a footballer, absolutely outstanding. And um, and I think he would be able to play that modern-day centre midfield role very effectively, especially when paired alongside Harry Kane in centre midfield, 46 Premier League assists, 4.68 progressive passes per game, obviously the 2020-2021 playmaker of the season. I think we've seen in, in recent years Kane sort of drops deeper into that hole to be able to try to provide the space for Kudievsky and, and some to play into the channels. Um, and I think he's had to do that since Christian Eriksen left Spurs, as we talked about before. I think as he, get old, as he gets older, you know, he either makes the decision to become an out and out center forward, or he can drop a little bit deeper into that sort of calm center midfield position, which he, he very effectively could do. And, um, and I think he would make an outstanding center midfielder.
0: John, um, could you apologise to our viewers back home for boring the hell out of them for the last two minutes? You've got Rio Ferdinand who basically played centre midfield anyway in what he was asked to do in bringing the ball up to the halfway line. And you've got Harry Kane who basically plays as an auxiliary centre midfielder and has done for ages. So despite both of them having not that as their position, you have basically just picked two players
1: who play there anyway? Oh, that's that's a pathetic argument. Oh, Rio Ferdinand got asked to carry the ball out a few times, so he's effectively centre midfield. Behave yourself. He was a centre half. He's always been known as a centre half. I've just seen the style of play and thought, oh, that could probably just work as a centre midfielder. Kane has never played centre midfield in his life. He drops a little Kane bit He basically
0: a... plays a centre midfield. If you watch no, that game a, again...
1: That's like me you... saying Bobby Firmino here is a centre midfielder, watch... even though he's a false nine. He literally played Cam at Hoffenheim, Bobby Firmino. Harry Kane also
0: basically played left winger against Bournemouth for, I'd say, about 40% of
1: the minutes. So, yeah. But he's never been on the team sheet as a centre midfielder, Is my point. No, no, he hasn't. But, you know, just... So I'm just saying, I, I like if, you, if, you drop him, if you drop him deeper, yeah. naturally, because he's All used to, to playing... All I'm asking for is that you pick a few more goalkeepers as midfielders, please, to give the fans at home some excitement. At least I'll pick them in effective positions. I'm not sticking Ederson's centre half when he can't run. <laughs> he can so, run. So I'm happy I'm happy to go with Trippier. But I think it's up to you, Mr. Harry Kane, to pick between Namor and Kane. I mean genuinely who I would want to
0: because I think it would be more exciting would be Neymar. Um, I think for the balance and benefit of the team, it probably should be Kane because Kane can also tackle a little bit and yeah, do a little bit more. Um, I'll go on to my left midfielder, shall I? Again, this one isn't a huge departure, but it's something I think would have been really interesting to see. And that is Xavi as a left winger, left midfielder. So... Obviously, fantastic with his curious assists, assists, 136. And quite often with teams, you see this a lot with a right back and a left back. And obviously, I've picked two not necessarily defensive wing backs. Um, but yeah, ten, you tend to have one who's kind of more of a passing player and one who's kind of more of a Usman Dembele. He's a one-on-one, go-past-you merchant. So... Yeah, I think this would have been really interesting to see. Obviously, Xavi kind of played. He didn't play like the most DM of DM, but certainly dropped deep. He was largely effective in his own half for Barcelona. He'd, I think his number of assists is probably quite low because he's quite often the pass before the pass. Someone like Iniesta's maybe a more natural fit to go on the left. But I'd have loved to see Xavi there because I think his attacking potential was somewhat capped by the fact that you had a Messi who could just pick it up and dribble past. Um, You had someone like Dani Alves who was super attacking in the team as well. He was asked to do more defensive work than he should have done. Um, But in the Euro 2008 final, I don't know how well you remember the tournament, but... Spain would win a lot of games 1-0 in the run-up. There was talk of some of the best football you've ever seen was actually boring. And I don't think that's necessarily unfair to say because it was. Spain would just pass the hell out of a team, get the goal that they needed to win and then pass the hell out of a team. But in the final... Javi got pushed to an effective cam roll and Spain destroyed Germany 4-0. I think Xavi, he either got a goal or maybe even got a couple of goals that day. So I'd have loved to have seen what he would have done if the shackles were placed off him a little bit centrally. And I would have loved to have seen him operate in those half spaces, get a bit more penchant for even more assists, even more final third entries. And I think left mid would have been a great place to put him and allow him to do that.
1: Nice, nice, and more than intelligent enough to be able to play any position on the field, probably. Um, so it's it's a good choice. I've decided that anyone who listened to last week's podcast, where um you um, we were able to get Gareth Bale into the team as a left back, I feel a little bit of injustice. So I went for Leighton Beans as my left midfielder. Fifty three <sighs> Premier League assists um, was the highest Premier League assist record for defenders until recently. Over 2,300 crosses in the Premier League. He had a 75% tackle success rate as well. So I'm thinking he'll, he'll break the game up further up the field and put crosses into the box, which is what I'm looking for on my team. Um, so I think Leighton Baines would very effectively play as a very good left midfielder. But I'm happy to go Xavi.
0: I I was gonna say I really appreciate the love for Leighton Baines. He's an underrated player, doesn't get enough love. You're in a one man Leighton Baines fan club, which is also odd as a Liverpool fan. Strange as Liverpool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> however, if we are picking a choice between Javi Hernandez and Leighton Baines, I I think we need to give our heads a wobble, and
1: yeah, yeah J- J- Javi just is the pick, unfortunately. He'll get in one of these teams, but whenever you whipped out Xavi, I knew I'd lost the battle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just forgot I was hoping you'd say someone random. And I was like, Luton Beans could stand the chance. Uh, but not against Xavi, unfortunately, for him. Nice. So we've gone for two up
0: top. Uh I think there's this I think one of these players was the most obvious out of the 11 so I'd be really intrigued to know if you've got him I'm just going to throw the name out there and then I'll let you speak if you do have him Sergio Ramos
1: I have not went for Sergio Ramos oh, I went no. for a similar pick but I've not went for Sergio Ramos oh dear oh dear okay
0: well I'll I'll give a little bit of blurb for the people at home as to why I have picked him um, takes pens, does them very often, uh, shows all types of finishes when he does them. You can see him Penenka, you can see him rifle one into the top corner. Uh, he went past Ronald Kuman, who was also kind of a consideration for this list. But Kuman was kind of a free kick bullier. His actual real strength was being able to like ping it in from 30 yards back. Obviously, being in the striker position, I need someone who's better, uh, closer to goal. So yeah, La Liga's top scoring defender ever, 126 goals. He got 26 for Spain. Um, You've seen him do bicycle kicks in the box. You've seen him do headers. He's a really all-round complete forward. And had him and Cristiano Ronaldo swapped careers uh, during their kind of like treble Champions League run, I'd I'd have loved to have seen it happen. Sergio Ramos so often was the clutch guy as well. I think there's a point to argue that he was as important as CR7 was to those victories. Uh obviously he got uh, it was either a late equalizer or a winner against Atletico Madrid in one of those finals. Unbelievable player would make a serious, serious forward.
1: Nice. I firstly I think you've went past Coleman way too disrespectfully. I think he would have made an unbelievable pick in this team. The reason I haven't went for him is he retired in nineteen ninety seven. And I didn't get to see enough of him personally, so I didn't want to cheat the system and put somebody in based on stats without seeing enough of them. Kuman obviously had two hundred and fifty three career goals from center half, and he scored over ten goals in ten consecutive seasons, but he doesn't make my list because I didn't need to see enough of him in my lifetime, right, but I went for a similar pick to Sergio Ramos, um but I went for a different legendary Spanish center half, and I went for Fernando Higuero. obviously turned up at Bolton under Big Sam very randomly. But unbelievable scoring rates didn't take penalties. And um in five hundred and forty five club games he scored 101 goals. 109 goals, sorry. Um he is above Sergio Ramos in the Spanish national team scoring rates. Obviously again did not take penalties and he scored 29 goals in 89 games from centre half. Um he has once scored a hat trick in La Liga and um In the games for Real Madrid, in the 439 games for Real Madrid, he scored 102 goals. So that's where the majority of his career goals came, was playing as a centre-half for Real Madrid. And um, as you've mentioned, Sergio Ramos, Hierro actually is is the Spanish national team's sixth top goal scorer of all time um, from centre-half, no penalties. So that's why he is my Spanish centre-half of choice, and um, I'm just not a massive Sergio Ramos fan.
0: Yeah, I certainly hate the player. Well, I quite like that pick. Maybe those two could play as a front two together. However, going back into the academy days of a footballer and then not really playing any professional footballer, my final pick of the 11 is Moussa Dembele. That is Tottenham's Moussa Dembele, not the one who actually plays centre forward. So he played there in his youth, but never as a pro. Unbelievable tight control. Uh, So here's a little stat for you. In the games between September 1st, 2012 and I don't know, uh, I don't know. Weirdly, it doesn't say what the period of time here is, but he had 506 dribbles. um, He completed 394 of them, a dribble success of 77.9%. That is absolutely unbelievable. I think the only player to ever have a better one during his career was Lionel Messi. And even then, it was only short term. Moussa Dembele actually had a better longer term record. Messi just held it for a little bit. So he's got really good tight control, really good and neat spaces. Had a really good shot on him, actually. He was just far more used in the defensive element of play. Every Tottenham player of the period, Danny Rose, Kieran Trippier, many, many more, will tell you he was the best player they played with in training. Yeah, he lacks a little bit of pace, but also a very big man, useful with his head, um, and even if he needed to bring it down, you'd trust the touch of Moussa Dembele and then the ability to get past someone to bring it down, beat a man, and then bang it in the net. Um, with the amount of crossing in our teams, uh, you can have Kieran Trippier do it from DM. You can have Rodrigo Seni on a wing. You can have Hafkin Ziyech maybe as your left back. We've got Beckham as your right back. Having a big front two makes sense. And I think Moussa Dembele gives you attributes Sergio Ramos doesn't, and he'd be very good as kind of the potentially if we wanted to play a bit of a 4 4 1 1 here, he would be very useful. And also, his other big attribute was he was an unbelievable press monster. So, if we want to play a bit of a Gagagan press here, Moussa Dembele would allow you to do that on his own. Um, so, yeah, he, he was my final pick of my 11.
1: Nice, nice, proper, proper player. But should go down that he did join Tottenham as an attacking left midfielder. Um, from his days at Fulham and then reverted back into the centre defence midfield role where he excelled and was unbelievable but
0: yes and it should also be noted that I picked him as a striker in this 11 John
1: but I, my point is I went for someone who excelled in their first position um, not somebody who was then reverted back into a different position that he, he wasn't excellent in um, so I went for another recycled player from last week's podcast uh, oh my podcast. god I went for Yaya Toure as my second striker. Um, unbelievable footballer. My issue with Yaya Toure as a sentiment fielder was the tracking back element. Um, I don't know if he did enough defensively, especially in the bigger games. He was sort of, he needed Nigel De Jong beside him in order for City to operate effectively because he would do the defensive work. Whereas if you just eliminate the requirement for defensive work, play him alongside or just behind Fernando Vieiro, then I think that's a strike partnership of choice. You've talked about the wingers putting the balls in. You've talked about it coming from Trippier as well in midfield coming from Beckham, sorry, Xavi, Davids as he overlaps. You know, Yaya Toure with his physical attributes, with his ability to shoot within the inside the box, outside the box, and um, stick ahead on the ball. Obviously, the 20 goals he'd scored in the 2013-14 Premier League season followed by the 10 goals the season after that was sort of the heights of his goal-scoring capabilities. But I think if you then just nurtured him as a centre-forward, you would get more from him. And, um, and that's why he's made my team as my centre-forward.
0: Nice. I do quite like the pick. A bit of redemption there in your explanation. I do apologise to our listeners at home and promise that we do tend to talk about different footballers on this podcast <laughs> rather than just a bunch of the same ones all the time. But I quite like the idea of a front two of Sergio Ramos and Yaya Torre. I don't know about you.
1: I think we'd be doing a significant injustice to Fernando Hierro by not picking him. But he
0: played in I, La Liga, get... and he's not the Liga's top scoring defender. I'm afraid. Is Ramos? Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, but and there you go. That's Spain's... one stat. No, how many has Ramos got for Spain? Oh yeah, maybe he's not. I don't know.
0: I, I think he got 26 Ramos is twenty six.
1: Hierro has twenty nine. So there you oh. go. He beats him on that stat. So it's a face okay. to face. And it's very close. And you have to take into account that Ramos takes penalties.
0: Yeah, Ramos probably got more in the Champions League there.
1: Likely, very likely, but takes penalties.
0: Yeah, and good ones. But also, he didn't take penalties for ages. He only really took them at the end of his career. Because when PR7 got out of the league, they decided... Who is the most naturally gifted, born to play centre forward player in this team? And it was Sergio Ramos, but we'll keep him as centre back because we like the idea of one day having him in a podcast out of position eleven. Yeah,
1: I I mean, I also love the idea. I also love the idea of a football PR agency being called PR Seven, as you just called it. That would actually be elite. Um, but I I get your point around CR Seven taking all the penalties at Real Madrid. I think the I think there's only one option. Because I don't think we're going to reach a compromise between Ramos and Hierro. And I like to I do. It's potentially to play them both, or we do a very quick wheel of names, take a 50-50 chance, spin the wheel, and the winner plays alongside Yaya Touré.
0: Okay, he's spinning the wheel. Do you want? I'm d- yeah. just just so we can make it fair for you, um, and I don't have to look up a spinning a wheel app. Uh, can you select? A or B for me. One of them is Hiero, one of them is Ramos.
1: Which one do you want? Do you want A or B?
0: Yeah, I'm asking you, yeah.
1: Yeah, i no, I'm 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 giving you the choice. I'm gonna let you pick. I'm happy with A or B. So Ramos, you pick between A or B. Uh I'm gonna pick B, which
0: in my head was Sergio Ramos.
1: <laughs> Fair enough, right? The wheel is spinning. Let me take my phone off. It is A. And I'll send you a screenshot of it right now. So I think So that is that is Fernando Piero makes our team alongside Yaya, but I'll give you Ederson as their centre half. Nice.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, as much as I do care, I don't ultimately care too much. So our team is.
1: We we need to agree upon the right winger as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll go through, we'll go through. So our team is Joshua McGuinness in net. Right back, we both had David Beckham. Our centre-backs are Edison, and remind me who you had? Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Our left-back, remind me who you had for this one again?
1: Was Edgar Davids.
0: Edgar Davids definitely makes the team. Tottenham legend. Our right midfield, I had Lautaro Martinez, and you had Rodrigo Senni.
1: Yes. Yep, Rodrigo Senni was my right midfielder.
0: It's time to spin the wheel, I think.
1: Are we spinning that wheel again? Do you want A or yeah. B? Do you want B again?
0: Uh, oh, I've lost my bottle. I've gone A.
1: You take A. No problem. I'm happy with either. Oh, it is spinning. And it's it's landed on B. And I'll, t- I'll send you the screenshot again. Delighted oh, with that.
0: A suspicious off-camera wheel, this. A very suspicious I'll, I'll send you wheel. both
1: with the timestamps. I'll send you it right now. So, so it's Senni Senni is our right.
0: has come through. Um, yeah, Senni is our a, uh, a, a right mid. Our defensive midfielder is Kieran Trippier.
1: Yes, with, with Harry our Kane other, as his partner.
0: Yeah, our other centre mid is Harry Kane. Again, you've played well to my Tottenham bias getting him over <laughs> Neymar. Uh, Harry Kane, better than Neymar official. Our left midfield... In the really, really almost uh, Sophie's Choice-esque decision between Xavi Hernandez and Leighton Baines has gone to Xavi. And then our strikers, it's an all-Spanish pairing of Sergio Ramos and Fernando Hierro.
1: Oh, nice try. Nice try. Nearly let it slip. No, it is Yaya Toure and Fernando Hierro up front. Thank you very much. No, you're not having Sergio (laughs) Ramos. No, that's what the wheel was for. It was between Ramos and Hero.
0: Oh, of course it was. Oh my God.
1: So, Sergio, oh, we, can
0: we can't have Yaya Tore as the other pick. We're going to have to have Musa
1: Dembele. Don't oh, behave yourself. Musa Dembele is not. Getting, it, was a, it was a lovely, lovely tribute to him, but he's not getting this team above those players. Do you know what it is? I'll give you Ramos for Yaya.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I think the team chem with a nice Spanish Spanish forward line and the fact that Yaya Torres had enough praise last week. We forgot to not praise him for having a strop because he didn't get a birthday cake. So yeah, Sergio so that's, Ramos, that's his you, never, uh... you never see Sergio Ramos strop or wine, so
1: he can make the team. <laughs> yeah, let's go for that. Let's go for that. Um, Ramos can make the team. He can play in behind Hierro. And uh, and yeah, yeah, just for the birthday cake, can um, can sit as the number one sub in this team. We love that. So, um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed putting that one
0: together. I think we've we've made a team who would certainly be competitive if they were to play in the Premier League uh, tomorrow. Where do you think they would finish?
1: Um, where would they finish? Top half, I think. I think they'd be clear relegation. The goalkeeping position would be would be uh, would be worrying in terms of we'd need to see get the dust off McGuinness's gloves, but uh, but I think it would be a top half team.
0: Yeah, I I think I agree. Yeah, again concerns over the goalkeeper, but I think one of the exciting things about this, if it actually happened, was obviously everyone would get the ability to improve. So. Yeah, Edison would, uh, yeah, be able to kind of learn that centre back role. Rodrigo Kenny can certainly do a bit more uh, fitness work and actually learn how to run back from his free kicks. So there's, yeah, there's a uh, potential there for sure. And yeah, obviously we'll never know, but I'm I'm putting us to finish a solid seventh, just below Brighton. I think Brighton would probably be a more cohesive, better
1: unit. But yeah, I think I think Brighton are a better drill team. Than this team, but um but I think this is a better team than Spurs. Uh
0: undoubtedly we are horrendous, so most teams are better than us at the minute. Um banking on a lovely loss to Leeds at the weekend that may well send Everton down if they can't get themselves a win at Bournemouth.
1: That would, that would be nice. That would be nice, that'd be enjoyable for everyone involved. Um, except Leighton Beans. But what should listeners go away and do, Robert? If you have enjoyed that
0: episode with goalkeepers on the right wing and at centre-back in A11, you should go follow us on social media. We've got TikTok and Instagram, just at OverTheTopFootball. If you've enjoyed the podcast overall, please do like it, share it with a friend. Um, Yeah, uh, subscribe with notifications on wherever you get your podcasts, like Apple or at Spotify. Um, And hopefully we'll see you on an episode very, very soon excellent
1: good work Rob enjoyed that one and uh, look forward to chatting again next week look forward to
0: chatting to you again next week and maybe I'll get control of a wheel this time
1: yeah you can do the wheel next time but screenshots have been sent evidence has been provided and I still allowed you to get Ramos on the team so I I fool it anyway very kind very kind okay we've been over the top
0: football catch you next time speak soon thanks guys